So, welcome back everybody to the BJJ 101 Storing Podcast. Um, I'm Anton Manenko, I'm a BJJ Black Belt. Eduardo Diaz is here again, BJJ Black Belt and Head Coach and Head Instructor at Gaha Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And we have a wonderful guest here today, Paul White, um, who's been training um, at Gaha and is a BJJ practitioner for a long time now. But um, Paul, just introduce yourself a little bit and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, sure. Uh, I'm... Purple belt, four stripe. Um, I've been going for, I don't know, eight or ten years. Depends on how I count. Um, I'm 62. Uh, started when I was a little bit old, a little bit past 50. Um, uh, fantastic decision to get involved with BJJ. Um, in my spare time, where I'm from BJJ, I've got um, five children who range in age from 21 to 30-something. Um, and I'm a psychiatrist, so I'm a medical specialist who looks after um, people with mental health problems. Um, and I particularly specialise in folk with intellectual um, neurocognitive disability, um, autism, that sort of thing. Um, and I do a lot of work uh, outside of Brisbane, so a sort of fly and fly out service to rural and remote Indigenous communities, which is kind of a heap of fun. Um, but my main obsession and addiction is BJJ, absolutely. Paul, well, uh, what made, I never asked this question, I'm super curious, what made you start BJJ? Um, my friend Johnny, our friend Johnny yeah. B. Bad, um, <laughs> um, brought me along initially. When I first started, I, I'd just come off, I'd, I'd been, I hadn't talked to you about this, I'd been really unwell for about a year. I'd had a year off work, I'd had a, a really nasty depressive illness, um, couldn't do much. Um, medication helped me put on weight and I was, I was 140 kilos when I, when I started. I'm down to about 105 and I kind of bounce around that uncomfortable there. But yeah, 140, I was pretty, pretty porky and I needed to get fit and I needed to get back into the world again. Um, and Johnny was um, my friend and sort of introducing me to ways of starting like starting the engines up again as I got better and starting to do to do things um, and coming to BJJ was um, something that he thought and I just loved it um, been here ever since and um, I mean there are lots of people who say BJJ changed my life saved my life well I'm really happy to say I'm one of those people it was um, it was fantastic and, and remains fantastic for me well, I um, I remember as you're talking about this right now. I just had this m- memory came like really vivid in my head. The day uh, because you did lost a lot of weight, um, um, and I remember one day you said that to me and came so vivid right now. You said, "I can now run after my kids mm. in my house." Yeah, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found that that just occurred to me right now. You know, like it's these beautiful moments that. Uh, you gain from from people like these feedbacks that is so wonderful, you know. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I yeah, I remember you reminded me. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I, I um, <clears throat> God, I lost I lost forty odd kilos over I don't know a year. It was pretty came off pretty quickly. Um, I didn't diet particularly well, and I exercised you know a lot, um, but but I got to where I wanted to, and yeah, I, then I could start being a bit of a nuisance to match the kids in what they were doing and then um yeah that was a big deal for me yeah 
Um, Paul, like, I just want to kind of like tangent on into like another area. So there's a lot of different organizations and um, groups and initiatives that have been created around jujitsu and stuff to do with mental health. So similar to kind of like your own story, what do you think like the the most beneficial aspect from jujitsu um, that kind of like really helps people transform in those areas that they're, where they're really struggling with like kind of these mental disorders because there's we've worked with um, like the military and the army and stuff mm. like that before with mm. certain like PTSD groups and things like that that have come in and you know they've had you know massive changes in their lives from like participating in BJJ as a group but what do you what, what like uh, you know as your um, profession as a psychiatrist and you have such a specialization in that like what do you think is why is BJJ so helpful for these types of situations? I think, okay, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this and yeah. I don't have the final answer. And yeah. I've talked to a lot of people who are smarter than me about this stuff and I, you know, that it's still out there. But my, my guess is um, uh, exercise is good. Yeah. Exercise is the best, the best treatment. Like exercise, if, if I've got somebody with major depression illness, I want them, I get them exercising. That's as good, you know, it's as good as the drugs. Um, it's not an either or thing. You've got yeah. to have, the, you know, if it's severe, you've got to have the medication. But, um, so the exercise is one thing. Yeah. The, the intimate connection with other human beings is, I think, um, an, an immensely important part of it combined with it happens in a playful situation. Okay. Um, I think most of us train BJJ because it's fun and we play the game. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think that's a very childhood thing of sitting okay. in the sandpit and playing with other kids. Yeah. Um, it's a really important part of development and being able to do that and not all of us get that right. Yeah. Um, uh, in fact, Probably most of us don't get it right, and I certainly, I certainly didn't. So, being able to come out here and play with people, and then, you know, they become your really close, dear friends. Not just because they, you know, they strangle you yeah, every you week. You have to trust them with that. They yeah. try to kill you pretty much, and you have to trust them with. Yeah, yeah, but but it's the intimacy and the closeness of the contact and the conversations that you have between when you, you know, after the event, when you're recovering. Um, People know I'm fantastic at talking rather than training because, you know, I do that. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, some of the best conversations I've had with other human beings have been sitting on the mat. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and people say, what do you think about? Mm. And I go, that's a really good question. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, I've got to think about it. So, I th you know, I think... But I think that development of playfulness and okay. in, a, in a situation that is incredibly physically intimate. You know, you've got somebody sitting on your head or, yeah. um, you know, it's not just that they're strangling me or they're breaking my arms and I trust them. It's right. um, I can tolerate this physical intimacy um, in a way that... And I think, I th I think thinking about the, the folk with um, you know, PTSD or the armed services, I think that's a, that's a great component of that is just helping people relive human intimacy in a way that's unthreatening okay. been, uh, many people with that have been betrayed by yeah, yeah. Um, in some way by human intimacy yeah. um, this is a trustful way yeah. um, not everybody's going to be able to do it or but it, but for those people who can who can then it's a incredibly um, 
useful thing. And um, okay, but when I was teaching the army, um, I was teaching a group. A group of um, per class was about 150 uh, soldiers, and the the major. We went the attribute resilience uh, to give them a, f a few techniques for unarmed combat one on one, and uh, the ma the major um, said to me one day, he said the biggest thing that Jiu-Jitsu gave our troops were actually the bond. What would take in our normal activities about three to six months, Jiu-Jitsu is making one or two classes, mm. and I think it has mm. to do with this close contact, the trust. Yeah. and confident that builds between uh, human beings, you know, so yeah, it's, it was yeah. an amazing yeah. feedback I got that. Yeah. yeah, I think it, uh, and you see, you know I mean, some people, the claustrophobia the intimacy, I mean, you see the yeah. people when they start, or even, you know there are, God, there are even senior belts that we have where people don't like being on, on the bottom people. Yeah. and you can, you know, and you don't put them there because you can feel that this is a person who really isn't going to is, is is going to suffer because they're in this position. Right. Um, uh, I just think that's about respecting other human beings. Now, it's not going to work for everybody, and clearly it doesn't. But if you walk through the door and you you know you make the commitment and you have a go, yeah. for some people it's going to be magic. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, it's an interesting idea that like the you're reintroducing like that safe intimacy or safe closeness to people just because it's like this you know it's competitive but it's a game uh, where people are you know enjoying and having fun and all this stuff so yeah that's a really interesting yeah. idea I think if it stops being fun then it's something else yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know even even people competing they're doing it for, for fun you know they're, they're for sure not. I agree I think I think like like you you making that point like moving on to like another thing um to do with competition or just people creating like gym training into like competition scenarios like i think that's where people come with like that stressed kind of situation they turn it into a fight no mm. we're just playing a game we're just rolling we're playing a, a game we're trying to improve on a skill but some people um i think their general approach towards jiu-jitsu kind of makes it difficult for them one to enjoy it and two to improve because every time they come here they look at it as an actual competition or an actual fight that they're, they're threatened when they come here yeah you know what i mean and i think this is something that you see you know fairly often particularly with people that are just starting out obviously because it's unfamiliar yeah. to them and it's threatening and it's scary but i think the quicker you can navigate that the the, the quicker you can get into all these positive aspects of jiu-jitsu absolutely I mean, and and I mean, we all know the, the the people that come along and thrash themselves trying to, you know, a white belt trying to, you know, turn over a black, yeah, yeah. Um, with with effort and adrenaline and testosterone, it's yeah, yeah. it's not going to work. No, like it's no. just, um, uh, it you're better off just going with it and having fun and not trying to, not trying to win. I mean, it teaches you. It's great teacher of humility yeah for sure there are always sure. going to be people who are better than you and always people worse than you and you know you find your level and god i, I you know i i invite I've, I've have no record of how many times i tap to how many times i get someone to tap but it would be it would be over 10 to 1 like i get creamed on a regular basis 
fine. That's part of the game. Yeah, yeah. It's um, something you have to next, accept. Next, you know, I, I come and have privates with Anton and I go, okay, this is the bits that haven't been working. Yeah. And inevitably, something doesn't work because I'm doing it wrong. Mm. I mean, that's... I, I use this is something I want to I want to bring it up with you, Paul. Um, you're pretty regular on uh, doing privates. Um, you've been doing privates for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what are the benefits that you see uh, uh, on your uh, jiu-jitsu development in doing privates regularly? Um, it helps me to advance and to problem solve, and it and it fits with the way I think about jiu-jitsu. Now. I, I I see it as a huge privilege. I mean, I'm at a stage in my life when I you know I can afford it. True. Um, and I've got time. I can make time in my workplace to do it. If you're really busy and you're young and you've got kids and you're still setting up and your wife says to you, no, you know, <laughs> you can you can eat or you can train <laughs> with Anton. Yeah. That's I mean, you know, that's it's. So I see it as a real privilege yeah, at this yeah. stage of my my life. But I've been doing it for a long time. It uh, I think partly because I'm I'm older. And it, you know, you you slow down to my pace rather than um, trying to get a whole group to slow down to my pace, which is never going to happen. But I also like to think about the moves in my own way. Um, I think we all bring um, how we think about the world and shapes and sizes and movements. You know, we all everybody's different. Um, it fits with my the way I think about the world, and I, I'm forever going. Okay, stop, stop. I need to lie here and I need to picture this and I need to get the bit. There's something missing in my head. Mm. Um, I need to find that. Um, and you can't do that. That's just how my brain works and how I see the world. You can't do that in a class. You can't stop the whole class because I can't. Because I think there's, I got a feeling, a gut feeling that something's missing or um, some aspect needs to be tightened up. And it's often as simple as, you know, your hands here, it should be here. Um, as I say, the, the most... Well, I, I used to give myself excuses that, you know, you, you're old, you're overweight, you're unfit, that's why you can't do a move. No, no, that's that's not true. It's because you're doing it wrong. If you can't do a move, um, don't think it... Don't make excuses, you're doing it wrong. Um, that's, that's the first thing I learned from private lessons with yeah. some... Do the technique right, and you and you get more of that. You know, you get more of because the, the instructor's not teaching twenty people or ten people; they're teaching one person, so they can look at what the bit is. And you know, I'm thinking of today. You know, where the head doesn't go here, it goes here. Like little subtle things, but it tightens it all up. Um, and I don't get as frustrated with my game because the same. I'm making the same mistakes all the time, but I don't know what that mistake is. Um, I come away going, Jazz, I nearly, you know, I nearly got that sweep. I nearly got that submission. I didn't. Um, oh, it's because I'm old and fat. No, it's usually because I've, well, it's always because I've left a step out. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think, like, it is a luxury to have privates. I remember when I was a uh, blue belt back in Brazil and I had a private uh, with Otavio. I think I got a, a discount. I got 10 privates. I got a birthday present. And um, my mom said, oh, what do you want? I said, oh, I want privates. And they're like, what? What is this? Jiu-jitsu? They didn't even know what jiu-jitsu was. I said, I want private class. So 
a lot of the positions back then I still remember nowadays is so catered for you you know yeah. so yeah. you in the environment where you absorb so much of the the, the class so it's I felt it was amazing uh, Chris uh, birthday present for me you know yeah I think my first prior was a birthday les- lesson with you I'm pretty sure oh yeah yeah I think so and I mean it's quite a while ago and um, I love I love like I love um, so there's all the, the, the amazing thing about jiu-jitsu I found these days is that this unlimited learning, right? Mm. It's not something formal that you're gonna grasp everything and, and then you know and then that's it. This openness to learn never gonna end. You can be trained for 30, 40, 50 years and always gonna have something that you can improve, you can um, create, you can get from someone. So privates are an awesome way to keep yourself uh, learning more and more you know mm. so I love mm. it yeah. I yeah. think I think with privates particularly because like with a with a group this is just my experience from teaching and stuff like that particularly with like group, uh, group classes you have to really zone in on like the main components and details for the techniques and condense everything and I think in doing that you, you, you actually like cut out a lot of information so I think mm. the really great thing about privates, like Eduardo was saying, is like you're kind of catering to somebody else, but you can just really dive into the most important situations of each thing with a little more depth because you have way more time with one individual and you devote all your effort and time to getting them to understand like, all right, this is what I want you to understand. This is like how you're going to improve in this area or this aspect. Um, and a lot of that comes down to explaining like conceptual ideas about mm. how the thing works. And the problem with group classes is you only have an hour or you have an hour and 15 minutes and you might take you know, half an hour to explain this thing as you're doing the movements, but you can't do that with a group class if you're going to do a warm-up, if you're going to do a lot of sparring and all this as well. So I think you just get a lot more information, uh, which, you know, generally is going to translate to you being way more, um, just better versed in that area. You you understand it much more because you understand it much more. You know how to commit to the movements and do them better yourself. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm, I've been, I don't know how long, but I've been having privates with you for a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah. And we really started off with um, what, what my game would look like. And I'm like, I've got no idea. What, yeah. what, 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 <laughs> what do you mean? What should I be doing? What, yeah. what do you mean there's a, that you can sequence this stuff? So, you know, and, and you pulling me into, into half guard and, and getting me to play half guard. And we spent ages trying to get me a half, you know, to, to be able to do half guard yeah. properly. And I think it's starting, it's starting to work. So I go... There is a sequence. I know things. I have a small. I'm um, a small array of skills. Yeah. Um, you know, ten, twelve moves that I that I look for. But if I can get if I can get to that position, yeah. then um, then I have a sequence. Yeah. And, and, you have a and I'm and then I am going a, to. You have a game now. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm going to trouble most people mm-hmm. if I can get into that position. I might not be able to con- complete it, but I'll sure as hell give them a, a bit of a fright. In, in the process, because I still, I still lack that concision and that that tightness and that precision that dominates. You know, like somebody gets into if you get somebody into your game, yeah. they're going to have a you know they're going to yeah. lose nine times out of ten. Yeah. Um, that's because it's so precise and it's so um, it's so polished. Um, there are gaps. I've I've got the sequence, but there are you know, it's it's loose and floppy at times. Yeah, but- and, that's how it starts and eventually it gets to yeah. the same point. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, I don't know, I've gone from one out of ten times of 
you know, try an anaconda till I get it two out of two yeah. out of ten times. But that's better than one out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so um, I'm really pleased with that. But I think that's that's you get that, and then you start working on your moves and you tighten your moves up, yeah. and the philosophy and the thought of that works a lot better on one one to ones. Because, yeah, yeah. Know, everybody's different. Everybody's body shape yeah, is different. I, My game is different to everybody else's because. I'm I'm a different shape. I've got different needs. I can do different things. Um, you know, I can go. I can I can have a go at an anaconda because I've got long arms. Mm. Um, There's a very important thing as well, Paul. I some people come and say, "Oh, jujitsu is expensive," and the same people, same person that might tell me that goes to the valley and spend two hundred and fifty dollars in one night, get wasted, mm. wake up next day feeling shit, right? So. Uh, it's right now, for example, like um, as I'm getting, as you get more mature, you see that the best investment you can do is actually in your health, mm. and that is your sports. That you know, you mean your your like a personal training or private class in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. This is actually priceless. This yeah. is an investment. Yeah, yeah investment uh, this is the best investment you can do is in yourself. And you're not only health. investing in your health, but you're also investing in skills that you can carry forever. You know what I mean? Like you're mm. learning how to defend yourself or you're learning the mechanics of the body that you can, man, you can teach to your children later on if you want yeah. to. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like you're saying, man, <laughs> yeah. it's much it's much more meaningful to invest time and effort and money into that, something that you're going to have forever than like a good time on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, so that's why I think people have to be have personality as well and say, look, this is what I like doing, mm. you know, I can, and then just go for it. And, and it's, it's a healthy thing. It's a, something that makes it meaningful for them and make them feel good. Man, that is, it's priceless. Absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely. Work I mean, for I, it. it. It is, if you can't, I, you know, if you can't look after yourself, you can't look after anybody. True. You know, yeah, you've got to be yeah, able to look after yeah. yourself. People don't look after themselves. Um, men are appallingly bad at looking <laughs> after themselves anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, there are reasons we, we die earlier. But but even, you know, other reasons to exercise for family. The biggest predictor of a healthy outcome for a female child um, and exercising in adulthood for a female's child is seeing her father exercise. Um that's it. That's so big studies um, mm-hmm. of you know, birth cohorts yeah. done in in the south of um, New Zealand, the the Dunedin cohort. Um, yeah, that's the predictor. Is seeing their dad's exercise. Um, what a gift! What a what a yeah, thing yeah. to leave behind. Just, you know, and that's a multi generational thing. Yeah, what a behaviour so, to leave to the next yeah. generation. So, sure. Paul, give us uh, help us a little bit, like. In Brazil, for a long time, um, jiu-jitsu is present in the culture for a few decades. And um, when I was training, there were uh, there were parents with their kids um, ended up both getting a black belt. You know, they train together, so it's very normal in our culture to have um, uh, more over forty over forties training. Um, mm. It was very very common. Like it's. Your dentist would be uh, a black belt, you know, your uncle perhaps was a black belt in judo and then later on become a black belt in jiu-jitsu and so on. And um, when I moved here to Australia, I found that people, uh, they had a lot of uh, Muay Thai and karate background. It was very strong present here in Queensland. Mm. And they always saw the idea of a martial art more like a... Striking and kicking and be super aggressive and powerful, explosive, yeah. explosive. Yeah. And once they turn forties, 
they go, oh, I cannot display my best yeah, yeah. of these um, attributes. attributes. Yeah. yeah, you slow down. I mean, so I, I'm yeah. not doing this. This is yeah. not for someone in my age. Yeah. And um, I would like to hear from you your perspective because I now I'm super happy and pleased. I'm turning 45 and uh, I can see jiu-jitsu changes. The enjoyment for me went changing from when I started, you know, when many different decades went by, the, the, the joy that I get out of jiu-jitsu changed, but it's a massive uh, uh, joy that I get right now and connection to people and network, and mm. uh, uh, you make people feel great about it, you get a good feedback. Um, and I can see that this is growing a lot here uh, yeah. in Australia. Yeah, you can see at Gaha as well, there's a lot more people from 40, 50, 60s, so that the, the culture is open up to receive and feel the jiu-jitsu is a bit, there's no striking, uh, it's a game, you know, can be practiced at any age, you can adapt to anybody, any level of flexibility, you will get healthier by doing that, mm. you keep your mind sharp, there's a lot to think about, what are your thoughts and advice for people that might be at, like, you're going to allow for that, but they might be at 40s going, oh yeah, but I'm too old for that or I have to get fit before I do jiu-jitsu and then never comes that day. Mm. What are your advice for these people like coming from your experience? Just walk through the door. The hardest thing <laughs> in jiu-jitsu is walking through that goddamn door downstairs. And I used to, um, I used to trick myself at times because it's hard, you know. It's, yeah. it's, there are times when it's hard and you just go, I'm just going to go and sit and watch. I'm not going to train today because I'm... I'm too tired, I'm too whatever, I'm, but I'll, I'll just go and, I'll go and watch. Sure. Um, and then you start watching and then you're like, oh, the key's in the car, I'll just pop out and get my key. <laughs> so, so, you know, after 30 minutes, and I've seen you do this, you get... Yes, you, yes. You're like, sometimes you're like, thank God I left my gear at home uh-huh. because I, I'm injured and I'd be out on the mat um, if I, I should be resting. So it's... Um, I, it's a hard thing, but just go, you know, just go train, um, just walk through the door and people will greet you and everybody will be happy to see you there mm. and, you know, and they will be genuinely happy and there will be people who will play with you um, and, you know, what a great gift that is. So, but is it hard sometimes? Absolutely. I mean, we've all been there of going... No, not today. I think like talking about this is like just getting through the door, doing that. Like we talked with um, Michael Pegg um, previously about the thing, and he, he said that you, you have to create like the habit of just turning up. Mm. And if you can just turn up, it's going to lead to all the other things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's I think that's really important to kind true, of think true. about. I remember like I normally with myself the days that I'm feeling the worst, that I'm feeling the most trained and tired, that I I wonder uh, do I train or mm. not training. I go on the mat and have amazing training. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I cannot explain because I was super, like, not feeling it. And then everything comes to place, you know? Yeah. So just come. Exactly. Just like, do it. Just, just do yeah, it. Come and sit. Just come and sit and watch your friends playing. And it just gets... It just happens, you know? You yeah. start to think. As this as this expands, as this we have more uh, over 40s, over 50s, over 60 people training, I think it's important for... The people that are starting to train, this is, I think, is something that um, is uh, relevant, is to understand and respect that the age of the person, you know, and how much he already made in his jiu-jitsu times. Everyone's going to get old. Everyone's going to lose their... 
you know, the strength the and power, you know, the power. Mm. But I think it's very important to follow up with what's happening here right now, which you see a lot in Brazil, you see a lot in Japan, the respect for the olders on the mat, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm. and when you train with them, like I had a, I had a red belt, late uh, uh, red belt, uh, and um, training for him, like a father figure for me, training for him a lot. And everyone that gym, when they trained with him, he was 80 something. And we make the training as much more, uh, the most enjoyable experience that that guy can have. Mm. You know, he had so much mm. to, that he gave to Jiu-Jitsu prior. And just by having him on the mat was actually a present, you know what I mean? And see how much joy that guy get, gives, he, he gets out of and gives back. Yeah. Just that contact yeah. with different ages. This, I think, is one of the best, best things that Jiu-Jitsu can give. You know, you can have... So many uh, friends from so many different ages, and you end up like making an awesome bond that otherwise you wouldn't be able to travel together, go to places together, exchanging ideas. I think this yeah. is yeah. the bonus. Absolutely. I mean, I, I saw some footage um, oh, a couple of months ago of a class of red belts and coral belts in Brazil, and there was a group of, you know, these dumpy little old men. Yes. And you, and you wouldn't look twice at them, except they've all got red belts on. You go, there is some serious, serious work there. You know, that's <laughs> what, what, a, what an incredible thing that, that they're still involved with the sport and they're still doing it and they're still, you know, they're still giving, well, not giving back, but they're still playing and, and yes. having fun. That's, that's how you get to be 80, mm. is um, that's right. never stop playing, mm. never stop moving. Um, they're the biggest mistakes people make is they stop, stop playing, stop moving. Um, just like tangenting off to like the thing that Eduardo was focusing on to do with like um, younger guys and being polite and stuff like that, that uh, this kind of like goes back to something we mentioned before but like for a lot of people because it's a combative situation it's all it's threatening it's all these things it becomes this fight mentality become mm. this is real I have to win this thing because if mm. I don't win this thing you know insert whatever negative thing about themselves What's the best way for people to navigate that so they can actually enjoy training or they can actually have a long-term, um, you know, not career, but just like a long-term... They're going to survive Yeah, they're going to survive training because if it's yeah, all yeah. always about winning, man, if you if you lose for six months, you're going to quit. You're gonna, and, you're gonna, and, and that's going to happen at some point. And, and I mean, the way gyms are, you know, people who... They, if you're not fun to roll with, then yeah, you're yeah. only going to attract. People want to avoid you, yeah. or you're only going to attract the other guys that like Who that. Who like it's that, and and, yeah. and that's unpleasant for everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm I'm over sixty. Um, I can't remember the last time somebody, you know, went hard and yeah. didn't give me a bit of space because I'm I'm a bit older. Um, even you know, you just say, look, hey, I'm, I'm sixty. You're going to have to give me a bit of space and not try to kill me. Yeah. Um, it'd be It'd be what about for the guys time. that are struggling with that? Like the guys that yeah. struggle to kind of, like what what can they do to change their ideas? That's a or their, life lesson. That's yeah. hey, going through life thinking you've got to win everything. Um, that's a problem because yeah. you because you're going to make yourself really sad yeah. at some point because you're going to realize. I think these guys end up, end up stopping training, and um, they and they all end up getting a massive injury. injury. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, the injury one's a big one. Like the, the, yeah, I, I mean I think it's a, a huge growth, psychological growth thing for yeah. those folk. Okay. And if they can stick it and they can learn it, then then by God they've they've 
gained a huge thing for life. Yeah, there's, just no, there's a, no like starting point they can look at to like help improve yeah, that area. Come to BJJ. Come and, to BJJ. And listen, <laughs> to, listen to Anton and don't just slow down, man. Yeah, and don't yeah. um, you don't know, try and kill every, everybody. Not every chain, contest yeah. is a is a contest to death, whether it be on the mat yeah, here or, or in business or yeah. in a, in a academic world or. Wherever you are, there's no, there's no, there's no way that they can fast track that. They just have to experience it and figure it out. Geez, I'm still sorting that out, Anton. <laughs> I, I should tell people, you know, that's that's I'm I'm yeah. on that growth that that growth road. And when I work out how to do it, I'll tell other people. Uh, I think it's a hard one, but I think yeah. I think like you say, it selects some people out. They can't do it. They drop out, or you see them like. You know, some of the young white belts, like two giant seals, going and boom. Yeah. My my perspective is is uh, is this right? If, if you're learning how to drive, you're gonna go slow, mm. right? So be able to act the commands that you have to do. Anticipate what's happening around. And anticipate you. what happened. Okay, you have to put an indicator. Now it's time to you know turn right. So you're gonna take mm. the time. Um, Jiu-Jitsu is the same. You have to slow down in order to perceive what's happening. So you can improve. So yeah. you know, like you have to. Uh, it's a kind of, you have to slow slow completely down. Uh, have understanding what's happening, and then you can. For example, if you tap, my advice: smile, smile, be a gentleman, but go home and think what happened. If you're not capable of understanding what happened, you can. Ask the question. Get a, get a private and ask. <laughs> get the a private. Yeah. Definitely get a private. But try to understand what happened in yeah. your head, because yeah. that way you're going to improve. Yeah. Get angry. Yeah. And get upset and come like charging on the guy more with emotion. more strength yeah. and more aggressiveness. That is no jujitsu. Yeah. You're not playing jujitsu. Jujitsu yeah. is you need to work here to and be if able you're doing to perform. That, coming like a big force with somebody with a, you know a senior belt with a bit of technique who knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose. Like, every every day of the week. It's not going to work anyway. Yeah, I think, like you're saying, like, if you can use every failure or every challenge as an opportunity to improve yourself or grow from that, Hmm. and you just analyze that, look at it, and go, all right, what can I do differently? What can I change? Whatever. You're going to slowly improve. I think this to life, Paul. I think this to life. life. Could be by booking a wrong hotel to, you know, like uh, (laughs) doing something on the share market that didn't work. I I use Mm -hmm. as, okay. I'm gonna gonna go again together, study again, see what was my mistake, and I wanna. I, all I wanna do is have the opportunity to play again. Yeah, that for me yeah, is yeah. The, the the fantastic thing about Ab- the world. Absolutely, I wanna do it again. I wanna and do it again. And that's what jujitsu teaches you. I mean, lots of other you know other things yes. teach you, but this is a particularly fun. Learn how to lose, yeah. regroup, and go again. I think jujitsu or anything like combative, like I think this has a different level of teaching people this type of stuff there because there's no like you, you like people try they do it all the time they try to make an excuse or they try to give some reason but the thing is is at some point you will realize whether you want to or not that the only thing that controls the outcome is your decisions and mm. your choices and mm. your application of the techniques and blah 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 and if so, it doesn't work <coughs> I'm oh, responsible. Yeah, I'm responsible. <laughs> yes. It's not that person's fault. It's yeah. not because I stayed up super late. Because it was raining. <laughs> it was raining. My coach blah, blah, blah. didn't teach me to do <laughs> yeah, it right. Oh, well, well, the coach. That's, that's a common one. So no, no, uh, if you want to I went to the competition on the weekend. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me that? All right, let's have a look back two years two years ago. We, we went over this situation. Yeah. You didn't remember, and, whatever. And, and yeah. I mean, that's... You did it wrong. That's You know, that's how... What went wrong? 
I did it wrong. So this is pretty much the same question, but how how can people access that earlier? Because I think like this is the like literally the hardest thing for people to kind of understand to try and figure out is like how can I figure or just like start that pathway? How do I start that pathway? What do I do? How do you figure that out? Or is it again just like this? You're either going to pick up the information or you're not. Like, get, 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 get good the, genes. Get, get good, good genes. Have good parents. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That'll help you along a lot. You yeah. know, that'll get you 80% of there. Yeah. But if you miss out on it, like you know, most of us do one way or the other. Yeah. Um, do you it, think the beginning of this process is actually being accountable? Yeah, well, that's. I mean, that's, take the, the the yeah. Okay, this is this is on me now. But what that's can already I do to that's already the hardest thing. Like, that, I like, know, but that's the beginning are, of are the so, process. Are so far removed from accountability. How do you make somebody accountable? That's yeah, not. I don't go, know. I'm, that's the. I'm, I'm sorry. I messed up. I'll do better next time. Mm. Yeah. Um. How can you tell me how I should go about being better next yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. That's that's. You know, I still don't get that right. And, you know, <laughs> Nobody does I know perfectly. What, but yeah, yeah, but it's part of the. It's yeah. It's. Yeah. I think we were talking about this the other day. You know, yeah. there's there's the end point that we all look for. How do you live a good life? How do you live a happy life? Yeah. You know, everybody wants that, striving towards it. Yeah. Um, the the answer is that it's the process. It's it's yeah. aiming for that. That's that's your. That, that Enjoying the struggle life. of the process yeah. is, the, is the meaningful Even life. Even the yeah. best... I was thinking last night with some of Ed's, Ed's questions. I, you know, I met some pretty clever people who have achieved a fair bit in the world and most of them are on that, that struggle, you know? They, mm. they, they get it right. Some days they don't get it right. Other days, mm. you know, nobody's a saint every day of the week. Mm. Um, you know, they're people... And we look at them and we go, oh, my God, I've got to be like that person. They're perfect. Yeah. No, you don't. And they're not perfect. You've got to be, I think that's, you've got to be you yeah. and, and make just, you know, it's like B, they say with BJJ, um, don't try to beat the other person. Don't, you know, try, try to be better than the other person. Try to be better than yourself you were, each yes, day. Yeah, yeah. And it's that exactly same thing of, um, you, know, you know, I've heard Barack Obama talk about, how lucky he was and all the things that had to fall into place for him to become President of the United States. And yet, he's a fantastically intelligent, talented, you know, Individual. guy. Yeah. Um, but the list of things that had to fall into place takes up about five pages. It's like just for him to get to slot into that job. Um, now, that's, you know, none of us are going to be President of the United States, but um, the people we look at, who we admire and who have achieved, they're people. They're, they're, they're nothing more mm. nor less, um, and they have good days and bad days. I think learning that's, again, that's a really hard thing, and that's that's about, in part, that's about envy and jealousy and yeah. wanting what, oh, God, I still haven't even we'll, started on that one personally. <laughs> we'll talk about these emotions and stuff more to do with competition in a second, but I think, like, just in what you said there is the start of that accountability process is, like, um, understanding that <clears throat> there's no like point of absolution that's going to finalize everything it's a mm. continual mm. challenge it's a continual journey every day to just like try to be a little better and sometimes you won't be and sometimes yeah. you're going to fail and it's okay and it's normal but you just strive for the rest of your life to do a little better that's probably the best and then way you to are a good it. person yeah, because you're yeah. a good person because you've 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 strived and if you're you know if you're lucky and fate falls your way then you get lots of rewards yeah, for it. Yeah. 
if you're not lucky, then you're yeah, one of the people who suffers and has a has a you know has a different life. But um, you only get one go on. I mean, you know, my, yeah. when you only get one go on the roundabout, you may as well have fun. Yeah, I think uh, we we as society right now, we we um, people are, uh, are finding really hard to show. Uh, they seen being accountable as a sign of weakness, and mm. if we, mm. and there's not a better quality to to make the society better than you being accountable. Like yeah. when you're in a communication relationship with someone, and you say, "Oh, look, this was my fault. I'm sorry. It yeah. won't happen again." There's nothing more humble and more that I I think is an amazing um, quality to have when someone shows that to me. Like I I totally respect that. I don't see it as a weakness, or actually the opposite. You know, so if mm. people can take that as a sign of strength, you know what I mean, of a character, that would be much better to deal with everyone. Absolutely, I think. and people—if people can learn that—it's—it's it's like management 101. It's be nice, you know, be kind. Um, if somebody, um, if there's a, if there's an error, well, if there's an error in my team, it's mine. Mm. I'm the, you know, I'm, yeah. I run it. It's it's my mistake. I don't care who made it. I made it. Um, we, we wear it as a as as a group. Um, and and you you praise in you know the odd thing is praise in praise in public, criticise in private, yeah. punish in private. Um, you know that's sort of the basic stuff of in, engaging with people. You know you don't get on the mat and criticise people. You might talk to them quietly around the corner, but but if they do something good, well then. Everybody knows sure. about yeah, that. Yeah, sure. That's, that's how you. But at the end, we're all human beings. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, I think um, like particularly to do with this emotional stuff of like not wanting to be accountable because it's a, a thing of weakness. I think like the majority of like our negative behaviors probably come from like just being afraid of of stuff, whatever it is, <laughs> being being scared of whatever it is, whatever we believe. Um, and I just kind of want to move on into like competition stuff as well but like in that aspect I think a lot of people you know don't want don't want to be accountable or remove themselves um, from being accountable because they're afraid of you know not being adequate or not being this mm. person that they want to be or whatever and I think that also translates a lot I want I want to talk specifically about um, competition jiu-jitsu and things like that and um, at Gaha we did the we had a competition training program that was a great idea that yeah, we developed yeah. and uh, um, we've been like doing for two years now, which is basically uh, guide people for their experience as a, like they never competed before and what mm. to expect, the technical side, the more uh, high percentage positions that can, can be used, technical strategy, but also the part with the mindset, right? And you being invited um, for this um, program that we run here at Gaha, uh, Anton runs here at Gaha, to actually uh, give a little bit of your experience uh, and working towards anxiety, uh, you know, the fear of the competition, mm. the self-sabotage that people have, <laughs> and a lot of very uh, normal things. Uh, I love your work. A lot of people, like, yeah. I got a really good feedback mm -hmm. of your work. It was very, very important for us. And even regular things on the, uh, that we think are, oh, do we need to address that? And funny enough, we talking to people, we know people that have been training a long time yeah. that select the wrong weight division. After we know my first talk, we had, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was going, yeah. keep it simple, and somebody turns up the wrong weight, and you're like, what? I, I, yeah. I know a person, right, 
that was losing weight. This is true. Was losing weight, knew, uh, knew exactly what he needs to go before the comp, and had a pizza before the waiting. You know what I mean? Like it's just self sabotage right yeah. in your face. Yeah. You know. So, what are your? Um, <laughs> it's funny, right? Yeah. But it's true, and, and it happens. And even people going. Uh, there was things you said like organizing who you go and go with, like what kind of gear. So you don't. So all these things, Paul. What are your uh, tips that you can give right now for people that are, are, are going to listen to us? And keep it simple. It's it is really challenging. Com- competition is fantastic. I personally think everybody should compete. Um, I think it's good for them at least once. Um, win or lose, it's just it's part of it. You know, experience it. Experience that side of of, of jiu-jitsu. Um, and personal growth and, and pers- improvement. Yeah, but keep sure. it simple. It is complex. You are, everybody goes, apart probably from Anton, who doesn't seem to get scared, but you should get scared. No, I think, like, to do with, like, anxiety and stuff, like, I think anything that is at all important to you at some point in time is going to bring up emotions of fear and anxiety and, and uh, you know, inadequacy. And like, you know, I haven't trained enough, whatever. Absolutely. The thing is, is and I, I think this is, exactly, like, this is exactly what you talked about and stuff, is like, instead of reacting to all those emotions, understanding that these emotions are going to come up. I'm a human being. I experience emotions all the time. I'm going to be being, scared. You're going to the be scared. The other guy's scared. You're going to be other, angry sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be whatever. You're going to be sad. Yeah. You're going to be worried. You're going to be blah, blah, blah. But being able to, like allow those emotions to take place and not allow them to affect your performance or your actions or your behavior mm. and that's I think really difficult to navigate and you know you gave a lot of tips about how you know keeping everything um, safe uh, keeping everything smart and all that all that type of thing and organizing things so you're not you know, driving there, you're 20 minutes late already and, you know, the place you wanted go to go to for right breakfast was, was open <laughs> or, or you turn up at the wrong stadium. So you do have to prepare a certain way, which helps a and lot. And we all know people who've, you know... And we've all done that ourselves in happened. some aspects, just, you know. Um, not maybe, so, maybe not with competition, but something else like where you you overcomplicate things and it just ends in disaster. So there, there's a level of physical preparation you have to do, you know, mm. training, you know, being physically fit. We're talking about competition specifically now, um, all that type of stuff, making sure you're well rehearsed in the movements and all that stuff. And you do actually have to spend some time on the mental aspect as well. And that's something that most people overlook. They never yeah. even consider yeah. the fact that their mind is going to control their performance or and the I'm, outcome and I'm of competing things. And um, and I'm really scared, and it should be fun. Yeah. And I didn't bring any food. You know, I didn't Where's bring my any bag? food. Oh, Where's shit, my bag? I forgot my thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't expect if there's big competition, twenty people competing. You guys can't. I mean, you're you're coaching. You can't. It's hard enough to get to coach everybody from the club, let alone where's my bag? Mm. You know, have I left all my? Have I left my iPhone in a safe place in a in a hall? Um, I don't think people think these things through. No, no. Um, and you're going to need food, and I need a change of clothes, and um, and I've got a big thing about you know weight, people cutting weight. I think if you if you're a black belt, you know, fighting like at, at an elite level yeah, like yeah, like yeah. you do, then weight is a thing. Um, but even in saying for, that, for, like you, you you prepare to lose weight. I know that all right, I've got this competition happening in you know three months time. I need to be this weight, so I'm already preparing yeah. months out. Whereas I think people that haven't competed as much, they don't have the experience, they're not sure what to expect. 
they you know they wait two weeks before and say I need to lose four kilos and you know some people can do it and some people can't but no. you, you're just leaving it people. way too close and it's yeah. way too stressful and you're, you're pleading your body and you're doing all these things that are really not going to be helpful weak. for your performance yeah, yeah for people sure. lose strength and they yeah, lose yeah. muscle rather than um, and, and they turn up on the day and they're completely washed out and you can see they look like they look terrible yeah. and, they, um, and they either just make it or they just don't and it's been such a big deal to get to that weight when you know, they're fighting at a junior belt against... You're just better off... This is this is my walk-around weight. I'm going to compete at this weight mm-hmm. until until the fight's worth $25,000 and, you know, I have to drop weight to get on a professional. But yeah. um, I really think we've... I think I've seen a lot more people lose because they turned up completely total because of their weight loss yeah. than have won because they got their weight down you know, to one grade below and... Yeah, or total just um, by the mental stress, you know, all these little things that you said, they didn't do this, they turned up late, blah, blah, and by the time they get on the mat, they're already physically exhausted, yeah. they're mentally exhausted, and they just can't perform. So, uh, yeah, it's um, a really awesome kind of thing that we did working with you, um, just explaining to people, just to make it simple for people to get to competition and, you know, have a... You know, like a better chance of competing at their best rather mm. than this depleted walk self. Through, yeah. Walk through it in your head. How am I going to get there? Where is? Where am I going? How, you know, how? What time do I have to be there? Where am I going to park? Because we know that some of those places, the parks, ten minute walk. Yeah, from there, yeah, yeah. And it you, could be you whatever. Know, and it, so you got There's to, always complications <coughs> as well. Things. So, you, yeah. <coughs> yeah. And then there's the part of the that actually uh, I have. I always talk with uh, beginners as well. There is not, you shouldn't start doing nothing um, and start like enjoying and everything, but how can you actually get better if you don't take the time to um, get to know the rules of the game? Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. I remember one time I was invited to teach the Broncos. I never played rugby my entire life. I couldn't even, like, watching TV, I didn't know the difference between. I was trying to remember the difference between rugby, uh, league, rugby, rugby league and union, and then there was there was rugby. AFL, then I gave up. Rugby league, rugby union is played by gentlemen. It's a game they play in Africa. <laughs> so you have to remember. Uh-huh. For people who don't know, Anton won a premiership with South playing yeah. lock. Yeah, yeah. So it's a funny story. Time. Steve Kearney came here one day and um, did a class. Everyone coming to him and going, hey, man, awesome to have you here. You know, can I take a picture? Oh, well done. And I'm going... Who is this guy? <laughs> okay, all right, well, didn't know. Especially the New Zealanders. The New Zealanders like Casey and people would go, hey, yeah, yeah. Tana, well done. Tana, you and Tana, 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 Tana Manga here. here. That's, that's, that's yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So anyway, finished class, like, oh, look, I would like you to, I'm working with the uh, Broncos now, I would like you to come and uh, help us with the, some groundwork, you know. And uh, I was like, look, I'll be super, like, this is an honor for me, but I need to understand the rules. Because I don't know, like, I mean, how can you help something or get better at something if you don't don't know the mm. rules? There are people that train jiu-jitsu, like, for six months, one year, two years. They don't know the rules. How you can get better without spending 10 minutes just to... I'm not going in depth about the rules, but the basics of the rules, mm. you know? Okay. So when you stand up, you know, like, you're not, you're not going to... You, you pass in the guy, you just throw yourself. You're giving two points to the guy, you know? You're just being swept yeah. right there in yeah. everyone's face, you know? It's kind of... Yeah. 
So that's something that helps a lot. Or we like we talked about, we make everything super simple with that. You know, um, competition program. We yeah. go over all of the rules. We 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 yeah. go in depth on the rules. We we do a little Q and A type thing where people ask questions that they're unsure about, and we explain everything. We go over all the points, all the things that are illegal, which is super important. Um, and that's again, that's important for just doing jujitsu. You, you can't go and play cricket and then go like, oh, I'm going to do this. That's that's not within the rules. You can't yeah. play cricket like that. You can't go to tennis uh, without a tennis racket. Same thing here. You need to understand uh, what you need to have, what you need to do, and what's allowed. You, you can't pick people up and slam them. You can't poke them in the eyes. You can't do all these things. And that's something that's super important, whether you're competing or not. You do need to understand the sport you're, you know, absolutely, uh, you know, taking place in. So. And, the, and the rules evolve. I mean, we've seen... Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and that's... The, you know, the people who watch the sport are looking to see what's dangerous, what's not, what how things develop. I mean, I can remember, what, five, six years ago, 50-50, everybody was pulling 50-50 and playing out, you know. Yeah. And, it was, and then the sport evolved. The rules didn't change. The sport evolved so that it adapted and, and adapted to that. Um, heel hooks, fantastic. Yeah, um, so they're legal now, obviously, yeah. in FBJJ, so... That, I think that was. I'm looking forward to hear looking Anton one day. <laughs> I think I think that was put into place particularly because fifty fifty is still used a lot. If you're not sure what fifty fifty is, you can probably look it up online or whatever. But it's a particular position where your legs are entangled, and and it becomes a very um, difficult kind of position to exchange or have a lot of progression progression mm. in jiu-jitsu and, and a lot of you know tournament like you know world championship level competitions are spent you know high you know high level fights you know eight nine ten minutes of a fight is spent in this one position and not a lot of progression or anything happening so until the last second when one person yeah, somebody explodes to, and somebody then, tries to stand up and yeah get yeah, to, yeah. It's like get, a close basketball match kind yeah. of things, back and yeah. forth, back and forth, and then you know the last one to score, that's it, game over. And so, it's highly technical and incredibly boring for the vast yeah. majority. Yeah, for people, people to watch. So to I watch, think yeah. it's actually a real positive for them to add this um, leg attack that wasn't allowed before because it's really going to start to facilitate a lot more action in those types of positions. And, and they allowed it because they saw that. It, I mean, the big worry was heel hook is you're going to wreck somebody's knee yeah, yeah. Um, if you've got to be very 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 careful because the leverage you apply rotating an you know it, it's basically rotating the heel 15 degrees while you rotate the knee mm. that and and the ligaments start popping and mm. um, but th- through the nogi it was discovered that nobody was getting injured like people get injured but they don't well, yes. they're not injured by heel hooks so yeah, it's no different than any other solution. Really. Like, it's yeah. not. It's not any more dangerous than you know any type of you know, jumping submission or whatever. You know, what I mean, that like you can find a lot more catastrophic injuries with slams from takedowns mm. or jumping submissions. So, um, I think the biggest thing, and and it still happens now. There's people that don't respect or understand certain types of submissions. There's people here at Gaha that will refuse to tap to a wrist lock because they think it's a submission that shouldn't work or they shouldn't tap to because it's not it's not a good submission or it's a weak submission or whatever. They think it's weak or immasculate mm, to tap mm. to that. And I think the foot lock and, and knee lock stuff was the same. And it's just because they don't understand, like, man, it doesn't matter the type of submission. Anything Absolutely. can be devastating on your body. 
right? And yeah, it's up, yeah. it, regardless of what emotions you experience or your belief around that, if somebody squeezes and pushes your wrist in a certain way and it starts to tear and crack and, and explode, like it, it, it doesn't matter what you think or believe. Or even if you've never seen it before, you yeah. just feel confident. Yeah. But this is common too, like people. <laughs> Like we refuse to tap because they don't know the submission, and yeah. it's it's unusual, but that's. Well, common. you're in a you're in a position, and you think you know. It's, for me, I'm I'm in a position. I think I'm, you know, transitioning to to a significant attack, and all of a sudden my foot starts hurting, or my yeah. and like part of you going, I don't know how they're doing that. And the other part's <laughs> going, oh, you better tap because yeah, it's yeah. hurting, and it's. I mean. We all get caught, mm-hmm. you know, you, mm-hmm. you get a bit distracted or a bit lazy and, well, I do, mm-hmm. and and somebody jams on a hand and tap. But Jiu-Jitsu itself is going to be, uh, it's educational, like, see, if you don't sure. believe in what the coaches are saying, look, tap, you're going to get hurt, you will get hurt, Yeah, yeah. right? The mechanics you're gonna work, figure out in and you're going time, to yeah. get hurt, hopefully not too serious, or you can come back to training in like three to six months, but you're going to get seriously hurt. Yeah. So, so tap, tap you early, should tap listen off. to your mom or you should <laughs> listen to the, the coach's advice. You know, they're very yeah. similar in that sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, I mean, without over-estimating over or over-stressing over injury in the sport, because it's actually one of the safest sports. If you look at the lists of injuries and um, who gets injured... You rugby, know, soccer, rugby, yeah. rugby, netball. The, yeah. the, the <clears throat> netball and their elbows and their knees. Yeah, yeah, knees, knees injuries in netball are, are, are shocking frequency. Rugby, you know, head injuries. They, yeah, head, neck, shoulders. It's just, you can't. Knees, ankles, everything. Rugby. You can't. My, 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 <laughs> my, my, I shouldn't say. My, my wife is convinced that me getting my son involved in rugby was a form of child abuse. <laughs> oh, and, and, the, and it took me years to get it to come, and I still remember he was playing at BBC, he was playing fullback in rugby union, got the ball, ran, ran it back to the line, stepped, and he was on the, um, the cricket wicket in the middle yeah. on the main oval there and it was a bit wet he stepped and he slipped down and the kid coming to tackle him hang, hung an arm out oh, and yeah. you could just hear the thunk as it hit Alex's head and beside me I just hear this voice go <laughs> and I didn't look and when I came to look you know a couple of minutes later I was standing on my own yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. we didn't talk about it afterwards yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was I think, um, like, there's catastrophic injuries in any sport, and I think, like you're saying, jiu-jitsu is one of the lower-risk kind of um, sports yeah. you can do just because of the impact. Like, there's you're not running into each other, you're not jumping on each other as much, particularly in training. The, the funny thing I think about jiu-jitsu is the most common injury is self-inflicted, and the reason it's self-inflicted is because just like you talked about tapping, it's not... Um, you know, submitting or or not, um, you know, giving in to whatever damage is about to happen to your body based on your own emotion. Mm. You know, your, I don't want to lose or I don't want to that. So, in yeah. actual fact, I think it is one of the, the safest sports ever. But the thing is, is you have a job in jiu-jitsu and that's when somebody applies something on your body that is damaging, you need to ask them to stop. Yeah. And people will because people respect um, the, the situation because in the same situation they don't want you to tear the knee apart or hurt yeah, their elbow yeah. or whatever so it, I think like the funny thing is is like whatever injuries that do happen in jiu-jitsu the majority of them are just simply self-inflicted because you didn't want to lose or Absolutely. you didn't want to do badly or whatever and again Absolutely. like we talked about earlier on if you can navigate all that stuff it's one of the safest sports you can you know be involved in yeah and so Tap early, tap off, tap early, tap often. That's you can't. I can't say that enough. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. 
and, and don't attach pride to it. Um, I and think, it's like that yeah. John Danaher thing yeah. he said last week that you're more likely to be injured by a white belt mis- oh, misapplying sure. a, a move than by a ones. black belt with bad intent. I mean, some of the most... I, I, I had a couple of classes over the years with Mateus here. Um, he's a bit of a handful when he goes starts... Mateus Carmano is... is yeah, very, high, very high-level um, jiu-jitsu practitioner, jiu-jitsu world champion. Yeah. He's a very, very high-level judo. Well, Mateus starts trying he's a bit of a handful like he goes through most defenses without 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 stop um you just have you don't really and he's polite and he's careful and he's safe with you i feel completely you know he knows more about what's happening to me than i usually know and you just you just well we um we share a common hobby um the good thing about jiu-jitsu one of the best benefits of jiu-jitsu is that you make a great bond with uh, with a nice group of people and uh, eventually you're going to find yourself doing extra activities rather than jiu-jitsu you'll be going for a lunch together we'll be going for a run we'll be going to the gym or we'll be going uh, on a surf trip absolutely like we did yep and uh, and, and we will do again and we will do it again <laughs> we will do it again and I and I I love I love this kind of uh, trips, you know. It was amazing. I can't wait to do it again. And um, we both share this hobby, uh, surf, mm. which is a very um, common hobby um, with many jiu-jitsu practitioners. Um, and I found I just wanted to I, I I had these thoughts before. What are the similarities that you see uh, for yourself between these two rob- hobbies? And what's the importance of having, because I found I have a few different hobbies uh, and I found very important for me in the long term not have only one hobby, you yeah, know, yeah, because yeah. that can get a bit saturated at sometimes and it's good to have that mist for a little bit mm. that you can come and enjoy again and full of passion or, or refresh your mind and come back. So uh, what are the similarities you see between these two sports? Um, it's it's the play playing with people. I mean, it's I just find being in the surf playful. I mean, it's delightful. It's it's I love it. Um, uh, but it's we pl- can have really good chats in the water, guys. It you know, playful. that's why we sit and waiting for the, the, the wave. Paul yeah, and yeah. I and everyone else is there. Paul integrate really well with the crowd, and we have good conversation. Otherwise, they won't understand about you talk about people and their surf. Right? right? Yeah. Is the talk so, they have when you sit on the board? Yeah. Is it <laughs> out the back of the at the back of the waves? There's a bunch. Get to know everyone. Who from don't, many different countries. <laughs> who don't catch many waves, and we sit out there and we talk, and it's just, it's collegiate, it's fun, it's you know, it's just delightful and it's playful, and you, the, I, I, I don't see how people can find surfing not playful um, you know people talk about how it being hard yeah it's sometimes hard work but, but you know it's you get a prize for it and and you get and yeah yeah do you think that both are super um, like both of them both of these activities take your mind completely away from the, your yeah. daily routine yeah, yeah. right so yeah. You when you you have someone trying to choke or you're trying to pass someone's guard, you're not gonna think you have to pay electricity bill. You're not gonna think about uh, you know like something you can't you know like yeah. surf a bit similar yeah. when you're out there you just look oh is this wave coming or I have to pedal that way. You're so 
in synchrony with uh, synchronization with the environment that's happening, the activity. Yeah. It's so focus orientated, right? And that I just, I mean, the, the, I love, I just love the. Um, it's a sort of sublime feeling for me. If 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 anything is that, you know, paddle paddle, and the wave starts to lift, and I know that I'm, I know that I'm going, and and before the, oh my god, I'm going to die, section of the pop up, which you know, even fifty years later, I still get on top of a wave, and I think, oh, I'm going to die. Oh, I didn't die. Um, you know, do you know, do you know another similarity I think, Paul, is that the wave, so the wave will change all mm. the time, right? Mm. And you have, depending on what the wave is doing at that momentum, you have the best technique to perform. Stay, stay, stay with this, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> right? No, but the, the parallel I'm making is like, Jiu-Jitsu, the, the opponent will change. Yeah, And he will be, yeah. exactly, Excuse he will yeah. give you what the technique is better for you, like best, you know, to actually use at that time. So that, the extra element are very similar in the case of wave or the opponent and mm. what, like you need them to tell you, to give the feedback on what will be so the best make move, a make a decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah absolutely. I'm, I've been trying to see here, trying to think of some way of um, saying something cheeky about Brazilians dropping in on waves and spoiling my ride and the, the parallel between that and, and jiu-jitsu but I haven't been able to actually so I just put it out there it's Brazilians dropping in on me and spoiling my, spoiling my rides Matthias if you're watching I still remember <laughs> we were in we, we went to Brazil um, a few years ago now and we were preparing Bali, Bali. Bali sorry Bali. we went to Bali um, we were planning just before COVID hit and we all got restricted for for another trip um, and we stay um, and, and Ed and I ride a wave called Old Man's um, and it's called that for a reason. It's perfect for us. Perfect, perfect Old Man's wave. It just, um, even when it's like 10 or 12 feet, it still just crumbles from the top very gently all the way down and washes you into shore and, you know, you get a 20, 30 second ride, a really long ride which gives you plenty of time to make mistakes and stay with it. Um, uh, and, I, and it's gentle. I, I, I love the wave. Um, Matthias, on the other hand, is a bit better than we youngsters. And, and what do you think about, Paul, having this like, second hobby? Like, you feel like if you're doing something all the time, sometimes you can get like, oh, I need a break from this. Like anything yeah. that we do constantly, we go, oh, I need a break. It doesn't matter how much you love, you know what I mean? Like... You know, I have that with my wife, you know what I mean? And yeah. I love her and I have like, I need a break and then I do something and I come back, you know. So I, I'm just saying to you, like, what do you think about like having a second you know, like hobby? So people are not so, so, because uh, a lot of people, they start jiu-jitsu and they want to, they're so intense yeah. and they want to come six days a week and they, mm. they, 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 they just talk about it. They're so focused, but six months on the track. They lose that, you know, that, that passion kind of, and desire. That passion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just calm down and like just have other things in life, you know. Use mm. just as one more uh, pleasurable thing you can have, you know. It's about the personal growth of jiu-jitsu. It's about personal growth, but within jiu-jitsu is, you know, learn that. Listen to the coaches. They've been through. Mm. They've been through this with other people, with lots of other people, and the patterns are... Are same, really similar yeah. and they repeat. So, I think people are like um, the same. Like you know, I mean, like some people get into a new relationship, whatever, and the first, you know, they're going crazy and it's desirable and all this stuff. But like, it's unsustainable. And I think that's the thing. 
you're kind of yes. mentioning yes. about just focusing on one thing only and never looking at anything else. And you know, I've definitely experienced that with jujitsu. Like I would yeah. get frustrated and stuck. I had to aggressive. tell you sometimes. Yeah, don't try. Tell me to Many times I have take some days off and go stop. to the movies, get yeah. a popcorn, yeah. sit down, and watch otherwise I would start getting up. too aggressive and I agitated. About surfing, he's got. A, we got to teach him yeah, to surf. I don't know if I was. <laughs> I'm a land animal. We'll take him to a trip to Bali. They go in the water. And he'll be fine. I think I'll be Put fine. You on a board. But yeah, I, th- I think that's super important for people to figure out. Like, you need to figure out a sustainable, you know, thing for yourself. Whatever it is, whether it's a relationship or um, with work or with, you know, finding a decent balance and what you can sustain for whatever period of time you want. Yeah. Whether it's a lifestyle thing or if it's something you want to do for five years, whatever. But if you just burn yourself out in three months like well life is you know now yeah. that I'm, I'm slightly older than yeah. the average mm. um, you know through I, I loved I loved rugby union yeah. and played it up till I was about 30 but you can't anymore yeah. and then I and, and about in my mid 20s I started playing water polo so I played that till my mid 40s and then mm. I had a bit of a break I did a, some, some boxing and um, but you can't keep the speed up and you can't yeah. and it's um, okay for things to come and go and for you to change yeah, your mind and do something yeah. else you know I mean? um, and I you know I still I go and watch rugby I don't water polo is not a great spectator sport but yeah. um, and that was my big you know water polo was god I took time off from work and like actually worked half time for a yeah, while yeah. to see how good I could get um, but it, you know these things come and go and, yeah. you, um, and, and life is necessarily like that and if you're going to survive any length of time, then you need to to let go of things and move on to the next joy. Um, I wish I'd started BJJ about 40 years ago, but that's just a, that's just because I get to lie under my friends and get strangled by them so frequently, um, and that mightn't happen as often. Yeah, if you started 40 years if ago, I started 40 so you'd years be ago. doing that to them for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Paul, I just want to make a, a very broadened question. Um, I mean, I know I, I read a little bit about um, your working um, career, and I saw you work with homeless people. I saw you work with disadvantaged uh, kids with uh, um, health issues, uh, Aboriginals, um, criminals. And I just would like to hear from you, what is, um, what is in your opinion, right, um, after all this, uh, this amazing, uh, vast experience, what is in your opinion will be as a society to move forward? Um, what do you think it's... We, do we have to be a bit less materialistic? materialistic? Mm. Do we have to judge a little bit less because people are so different? And, and do, What do you think that will be the best thing for us as a society moving forward for everyone to have a more meaningful life? Do we have to get a bit away from social media and focus on ourselves, have more family values, what are, in your opinion, uh, the aspects that people should look for uh, to have a better, like, uh, standards of uh, community well-being? Um, kindness. Be kind. Just be kind. Um, a lot of the folk I see have been incredibly traumatised by, you know, the Indigenous folk, Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander peoples. The whole, just, because I'm going to be in a community next week, uh, which is... 100 kilometres from the Northern Territory border, it's in sort of isolated from everywhere, but the whole process of colonisation was an appalling experience for those folk, and um, 
the abuse and neglect and deprivation is is something that um, you wouldn't see, you know, in the refugee camps. I had a friend who came used to work with me, and he, he'd worked in the refugee camps in Romania and um, Eastern Europe, uh, you know, back in the eighties. And he said that what he saw in some of these communities was worse than that. So uh, the, the fact that exists in our country, I find, you know, I get a bit cross about that sometimes, you know, all the time. Um, a lot of the stuff with, I mean, some some people are in prison because they've done bad things and they're dangerous and they should be there. Absolutely. Um, I've met those folk and they, they scare me. Um, but some folk are there because, you know, they've done stupid things and um, it doesn't really serve any great purpose to anybody for them to be there. I, I think society is getting, I think all the evidence is that our society, um, the world, is getting safer um, and it is probably getting a bit kinder. Um, uh, the millennium, sorry, the 2000, the year 2000, there was the Millennium Development Goals, you know, International Monetary Fund and the UN. And my wife worked on some of these projects and that was about you know, addressing poverty in the poorest 40, 40 nations where um, the aim was to get one meal a day um, to, to the children. Well, most children in the world now get one meal a day, um, at, at least, but, um, you know, the average wage for a woman internationally is about $2 a day. Well, that's up from, from about 30 cents, I think. So even internationally, things are getting better. They're not great and they're not... We should not accept it, but... Um, the world broadly is a safer place. People go, oh, but the modern generation, well, I've got quotes from the 1670s where people are writing about how bad the younger generation are and how lazy they are and how they just lie around reading books or, you know, trying to have sex with each other. Um, that's, that's been, that complaint about the younger generation has been there <laughs> for as long time, as there's yeah. been a younger generation, I suspect. Um, Everybody, you know, every time something new comes along, it will get abused and some people will, will misuse it, some people use it the wrong way. I think social media is like that. I think the vast bulk of social media has been beneficial. It, engage, it allows people to engage with other human beings um, and the subgroups, I mean, the intellectually disabled folk and the, the people with autism that I, that I deal with, um, are much more, seem to me to be much more socially engaged through the internet and through their chat groups and their, um, their groups on Facebook. Um, they can find each other and they can talk to each other um, in a way that, that strengthens, strengthens them and gives them opportunities that, that they mightn't have had otherwise. So um, with all its flaws and faults and badnesses, I think the world today is better than it was we're moving Yesterday. in the right direction, kind of And thing. it's going in the right direction. Yeah. Is it perfect? No. It's still really shitty and bad things happen to good people. Absolutely. But, you know, we just try each day a little bit better than the day before and eventually, you know, in a million years it might be a good place. Yes. Where, where, where good perfect. things happen all the time. But that's, like that. um, that's somebody else's job, you know. My, my job is to do this little bit. It's the next generation's job. Oh, you know, the next like little bit, yeah. I'm going to plant a tree, you know, and that'll make some shade and the grass will grow. And it's, But it's the next generation's job to plant, you know, or to, to farm or whatever, mm. to, to move 
forward. Yeah. Moving forward. The more yeah. people get engaged in contributing, a lot of people think, oh, I would love to help, but I can't. I would love to help, but I'm not in a position because I don't work uh, like going to these communities like yourself. You have uh, the luck, in my oh, yeah, say, the luxury yeah. to have Absolutely. that inbuilt in your career, right? But I think yeah. that everyone can find something within what they do that can contribute somehow. You yeah. know, like uh, myself, I, I feel I, I felt so well when I took the geese to Bali. I didn't. Uh, I asked for the geese. People helped me a lot. We got like 80 geese, you know, and I, mm. they nearly brand new. And I put them in a bag. I got there. I went through customs. You know what I mean? There was stuff, all of that logistics. And when I was giving the geese, I gave a seminar there, like for uh, just for to help them. They got the, the funds and. Um, they took me to a, a region in Indonesia where there was a lot of like I, I, I come from Brazil just, I for the, just for the people that don't know Eduardo organized a fundraiser donation with you know a heap of heap of mm. keys to um, I think it's called Academy Christus in, yeah Christus Academy Christus yeah. Academy so yeah this is the... and that was a, a year that was like that was a year, a year ago, ago. Yeah, yeah. and and, and I, I went before I did the seminar he took me to see the reality of the kids I come from Brazil I sing poverty I went to slums I have friends on slums so I go up there all the time when I'm in Brazil um, I actually like the culture I like the, the, the simplicity the humility of people mm. um and the food, obviously. <laughs> and um, so when I got there, I was, I was like, uh, I've probably never been exposed to such a level of poverty, and and like not so much, not only poverty, but a lack of. There's no assistance. There's nothing. Mm. What they had that that probably year was me. Mm. So apart from engaging and, and kids with disabilities, without nothing, without a chair, like laid on the floor, five of them. And I, straight away, I opened my wallet and I gave, I took all my money and I gave to the guy, he didn't feel like, I, there, there was, but aside from that, I spent time with them, I sat on the same level as them, I just keep engaging, I control my emotions because I was upset, but I wanted to be as happy as I, was, I could be with them and share yeah. a good moment of energy. Um, but I felt, and the, after the whole donation, like everyone treated me so well because I see the act that I was doing. And I felt so good by doing that. And they keep asking, oh, when Anton's going to come? Man, you're famous in Indonesia, by the way. <laughs> um, so I really, I, and I, I would like to like, tell you guys, we should do this. You know what I mean? Like, and I wanted to take people that are like my friends to do that because there was such a good feeling that mm. I think it's mm. an amazing uh, gift that you can give to yourself. You just you. You appreciate a lot more life, but you feel like you're doing something. I think that's something People so positive. People talk about the, the gift of giving, feeling grateful. Like, you know, wake up, go to bed every night feeling grateful. Um, you've got something that, I, you know, other people have, don't have. Just, you know, be grateful. You've got life. Um, and, and, and giving, giving, being able to give is a gift. It's, like you say, I, I count myself as really lucky that my job has evolved, that I've been able to do some of this stuff and go some of these places which are which are um, staggering in their beauty and and the things that people teach me when I'm when I'm there I mean we all have too much I'm not that I'm going to give it away because mm -hmm. I quite like you know what mm -hmm. I've got but but we all have more than we need um, True. and you'll go people go through life 
you, you always, always want, I mean, one of the traps in life, you always want more money than you need. Yeah. Um, more things. People, more more things. People work too hard. People, now, I know this because I made all of these mistakes myself over and over and over. Um, um, but it's a mistake. You, you, you want, you know, you think you need more than you do. That's not, not everything. It's not what's actually going to fulfill you completely. There's yeah. going to be something missing. Yeah. Oh. I, I think my life will be perfect if I ever get Ed in a triangle. That's my life aim. It has been for the last, the last six or seven years. Whenever I tell him that, he just laughs. He gets that smile like... No, yeah. I think you can it'll get be, me in a triangle. Be a bad day. It'll be a bad day if you ever get me in a triangle. No, no. <laughs> I, I, I close. I have a deal with you. I get into the triangle, but before we go surf, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll go inside the triangle of death and we'll have a meal <laughs> anytime. Um, it's just but, aiming for things that are never going to happen. Paul, oh. um, look, I was, um, I was an honor, but I think it's more... Um, you are the reality of, for me, one of the best presents that I have in Jiu-Jitsu, which is make long-time oh, friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, make a, a really good friendship, someone that when they come, you know you're going to have a good chat, you know you um, can count with, you know, and I really appreciate it. So, on my way here, even though you want to wear a shirt, but I thought you were looking so nice looking on that good. shirt. <laughs> Man, I, I closed my eyes like, Man, we have to go for a trip again. Um, this is... Yeah. Uh, look, I just want to give you this is um, this is our armor from, from Gaha. Um, Thank you. You, you've been an amazing friend, an amazing, um, amazing jiu-jitsu practitioner as well with us. And I'm looking forward for the years to come. I, I'm, yeah, thank you, Ed. I mean, that's, um, uh, it's been completely the same for me. It's just been such an honour and a privilege um, to, to train in your club um, and, and the ethos and the... Our club. Um, yeah. is a, Paul, it's is is actually a pleasure, like it's, it's an honour to have and is a, I think you give so much to, not so myself, but for everyone here. You know, yeah, so much yeah. help with it, uh, you know, for perspective everyone. and advice for so many people, like you talked about, mm. talking with all the guys on the mat and things like that. It's just fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I know it's exchange, and I know you get something out of that too, but yeah. it's just, this is what I, this is the most beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. Just train. Just walk through the door. Yeah, that's, that's just it. That's how it starts. That's um, you just walk through the door. Yeah. That's the hardest bit. You, yeah. you walk through the door, honestly... The next ten years are pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> and they go pretty quick too. Yeah, <laughs> they go quick. Yeah. All right, Paul. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah, everyone. Thanks so much. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed listening. Um, also, make sure you go and check out bjj101.com.au, uh, and this will be up with all the other stuff there. Fantastic. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys.